Well, what I'm trying to say, my brother. It's six o'clock. It's time for happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy on the radio. Hooray! Uh, we've got a super full list tonight. I'm very excited. We have three out-of-town guests, four out-of-town guests, actually. It's incredibly exciting here at Mutiny Radio, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm from .sf. And it is four-minute sets. At uh, three minutes, you'll hear the horn. Except for our out-of-town people, we'll be giving them a little extra time because they traveled so far, and we're excited to have them here. So, yeah, that's the way it works. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're going to have a good time tonight. It's weird when I'm running the board, so I can't, like, be up in front, so I don't want to do, like, I don't want to warm you up. But if everyone can, like, clap their hands together because that will make you warm. Uh, also, laughing is cardio and paleo. You're going to hold, hold your muscles together. Um, I'm excited. We've got a big list, and your first comedian is so funny and so wonderful. Clap your hands together, everybody, for John Alcabez! What's up? How you guys doing? Friday night, baby. Thank God it's Friday, right? Because he freaking died on the cross for our sins, so it's important. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to drink tonight, I think. That's my plan. Yeah, I'm going to go to a bar and drink some alcohol. I love bars because it's the only type of, it's the only establishment that you can get kicked out of for buying too much of the thing they sell. You know what I mean? You, like you can't get, you'll never get kicked out of a crate and barrel for buying too many throw pillows. But it's amazing. Drunk people are so annoying that they like override the rules of the free market. I think that's cool. Um, my mom is a sweet liberal woman um she she asked called me the other day and asked me like john i just want to make sure like you're taking the pandemic seriously and all that and i was like mom don't worry i'm taking this thing as seriously as the president you guilted me into voting for um don't don't fret she's like okay all right are, are you still going out to bars i was like i just i think this is going to have to get solved at the at the state level you know yeah i talked to my mom like that um because i'm white I've heard that's a thing, that white people are rude to my parents. Rude to, <laughs> that's not <laughs> White people are rude to my parents. That white people are rude to their parents. Like, my friend told me that, and he was like, why, why do you talk to your parents like that? And I was like, because they're white. You're welcome, you know? I thought I was doing something good. Um, see, I'm, a, I'm Jewish, and... There's been a lot of discussion lately about Jews and whether or not we're white. Um, like Whoopi Goldberg kind of opened that can of worms, and it's it's been a discussion. And I I never know what to say. I'm like, yeah, I guess the white ones are white. You know, white Jews are white, black Jews are black, um, Arab Jews are Korean. It's like a weird loophole. I don't I don't believe in it. Most Jews don't even believe in it, but it's just in the scripture. So you know, it's all about tradition. So we have to keep it. I don't know. I think like I feel like like I growing up Jew. It's when you're a Jewish kid. It is when it makes the most sense to think that there's like a Jew, an international Jewish conspiracy. Because when you're a Jewish child, like your life is literally controlled by Jews. You know, they tell you when to like take a bath and when to go to bed. I don't know. Um, if you're a if you're a fucking, if you're in Jewish school, they tell you when to do homework. So, um, 
I got him. I need to figure out a way to make some money. And um, I was thinking about maybe selling my underwear because I have a friend who she used to sell her used underwear to strange men on the internet. Um, not not strange as in like like just strange as in she didn't know them. I'm not passing judgment, but she would sell her panties to these dudes she found on the internet. And I was thinking like, could I get in on that? Like. Could I sell my panty? I don't have panties. I would buy panties and then wear them. You know, you got to spend money to make money. But my thinking is that, like, I know that kind of, like, stuff like that is very profitable. And most sex work I couldn't do. I just don't want anyone in my holes. Please and thank you. Like, yeah, get out of there. Get out of there. But with the panties one, it seems like most of that job is just going to the post office. And I can do that. You know what I mean? I can go run around to UPS and FedEx in one day. I can download Zelle. It's not a problem. I don't like the post office. It's irritating. Do you think that's part of the fetish for the dudes who are buying panties? On like, Part of it is them jerking off to imagining the young woman all frustrated at the post office. It's being like, you just waited in line A for half an hour, but now you got to wait in line B. No one's even going to tell you the difference between the lines. All right, you guys, that's been my time. Thank you. John Alcaviz, everyone. I love that last joke. He said panties seven times, and I want more of it. I want John Alcaviz saying panties like 27 times. All right, that was a lot of fun. Your next comedian, clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Dan Lewis. Yay! Thanks, everybody. Today is my three-year anniversary of doing comedy. It's pretty exciting. My dad got me, he got me to do it, and, uh, and he, you know, he passed away uh, after that, and I was like, you know, I kind of wish he was alive to see me doing comedy, um, and not so much the outdoor open mics, I'm glad he's dead for those, you guys, it's a good thing. If I make it in comedy, I'm not going to ruin it, you know, like, uh, like Louis C.K. or something, right, like, I have, maybe I have some of the same urges, but I'm going to do like a Schrodinger's cat kind of version. I'm going to be like, nice to meet you, ladies. I'm going to be behind that closed door, maybe masturbating, maybe not. There's no way for you to know. Can't prove anything. Saw a sign yesterday in Berkeley for a missing parrot. Missing Senegal parrot. Had the name on there and everything. Is it an answer to its name? Is it out there just going like, ah, I wish I were back in the cage? There shouldn't be signs for missing birds, right? It's just out there being a bird. The ones in the cages, those are the missing birds, actually. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, first time I had sex, it was, uh, I don't know about you guys, but it was uh, pretty embarrassing. It was over in like 45 seconds. I was like, eh. And then uh, I've learned a lot since then, though. I've learned about, like, you know, some of the ins and outs of it. For instance, I've learned that females can have orgasms, too. <laughs> yeah, so after the first one, I was like, sorry, I came so quickly. After this last one, I knew enough to be like, sorry, you didn't come. Um, people like to finish at the same time, you know, in couples like that. They want to try and, like, orgasm at the same time. That's a tricky one to pull off, though. I'll admit, I've only ever done it a couple of times. Uh, if you count masturbating to porn on the Internet, I've done it hundreds of times. But it's always along with a guy. Um, simultaneous. I have lots of different condoms. I got all the different sizes. I got the magnums, got the small ones. Because I base it on the size of the vagina. 
I'm like a goldfish. I'll grow to the size of the habitat. That's bad. Not for the... So, uh, diarrhea is a problem. Um, it's also a problem to spell diarrhea. Right? I don't know about you guys. I can't commit it to memory. For some reason, I need a computer to help me spell diarrhea. Diarrhea is tough to spell. It's easy to do, diarrhea. Sometimes it's so easy you have no choice. That's unfortunate. <laughs> because if you do have to spell diarrhea, you, it's usually pretty urgent. Poo is easy to spell. Kind of medium to do. Constipation's the toughest one to do, but kind of medium to spell. If you have it, there's plenty of time to spell it for the doctor. We should align these. The word for constipation should be diarrhea. And the word for poo should be constipation. And the word for diarrhea should be poo. That'd be a lot better. Fill out the form at the, do at the office. What's the problem? Oh my God, poo, poo, P-O-O. -O. <laughs> All right. This is my three-year, I was going to, I'm going to tell the first, the very first joke I told because I thought of it today Yay! at the first open mic I went to at Mission Hill Saloon, like we're commemorating something important here. It's very self-important, but I did, I did feel like telling it because I remembered it. Um, I don't feel like, uh, I don't feel like everything needs to be a symbol in a dream. You know, like, uh, like even Freud was like, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. And I think that's true. Uh, like for instance, well, last night I had a dream. Um, I was with all my, my guy friends, and uh, they all got their cigars out, and they were like, I got to smoke them all. So I'm smoking cigars. I'm smoking cigars. This, stars, this cigar, that cigar, tiring myself out. By the end of it, I'm humiliated. There's ash all over my face. Uh, now, I think those cigars uh, symbolized penises. I do. Uh, but there was one cigar in my ass the whole time, and that was just a cigar. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Dan Lewis, everyone. Happy three-year anniversary. He's going to try to hit like 27 shows tonight. Uh, hey, right on your next comedian. Uh, he just walked in the door, but I'm excited to have him. Put your hands together. Newman, it's you. Newman Shock, yay! Guys, happy to be here. Uh, all right, not that happy. Um, I've been I've been saying a lot of Republican things lately, like all my roommates speak Spanish, except me. So I've been saying stuff like, "This is America. We speak English here," which is weird because all my roommates are white. Yeah, I also I don't think we deserve healthcare, man. We really don't. Like we came up with the quarter pounder, chosen the path we're on. I um. I also, I don't care for global warming anymore. I don't. I believe in global warming. It's just that, like, the whole thing about global warming is you got to save the earth for the kids and stuff. I'm like, who's still having kids right now? Like, I'm I'm 21. All, all my friends, they're, like, addicted to Xanax and have eight roommates. They're not having kids. Or at least, like, even my friends that are having kids, they're not, like, raising winners. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're... Raising Wendy's employees. I um, think a big reason I've lost hope for the future is um, went to public school, and uh, I don't know, public like high school was crazy. Like people were bringing bottles of vodka at seven a.m. to school. I'm like, what are you pre-gaming for geometry? Like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? I'm gonna get drunk for the Renaissance rally? Like Jesus. 
I um Ukraine's in the news right now. I think my stance on Ukraine is if you can't point to Ukraine on a map, you shouldn't have a stance on Ukraine. That's really my only thoughts on it. Yeah, very profound stuff going on tonight. Um, I don't know. I, I've been thinking a lot about what would happen if America has invaded. I realize that whoever's going to invade has to be really strategic about where they're invading. Like, they in, if they invade Ohio, like, I'm not going to give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, my life will go on exactly the same. Thanks for that. I know. I There's at least one guy out in the world right now who isn't a Nazi that likes Hitler's paintings. And I feel really sorry for that guy, you know? Because he has to bring up his favorite painters, like, you know, Picasso's a classic. Van Gogh's great. And there's this one guy. Kind of underrated, but you've definitely heard of him. And I feel like, I feel like astrology is getting out of hand right now. You know what I mean? Like, one of my friend, no. One of my friends, she got a DUI recently, and her excuse was, I'm just an Aries. I was like, no, Jan, you're an alcoholic. I don't know what sign that is, but, you know, it's not a cute one. I, don't know, I feel like we're getting to a point where, like, astrology is going to be used as a legal defense. Like, there'll be people in court. Like, you know what? My client killed eight people, but he's a Virgo. The victims were all Tauruses. Shit happens, you know? I don't know. I wonder where, like, Ted Bundy's horoscopes were. Like, was he getting those messages? Like, you know, you're, you're going to meet a lot of new people this month. Don't get too attached, though. I, <clears throat> I'm a psych, thank you. I appreciate that commentary. I'm a psych major right now. Um, and the whole thing about being a psych major is everybody is like, I'm too proud to go to therapy. So I'm doing the DIY version of it. Like most DIY things, it's going horribly right now. Like I'm not fighting my demons, I just know their names. Goodbye, guys. He knows the demon's names. Uh, also of note, if you are hungry, there are cookies on the days, as well as nuts and other things. If you are, if you are peckish, I brought snacks. Uh, all right, I uh, I am I am very high because uh, I am 25 days sober, so I apologize for my slowness. Uh, but your next comedian, I'm so excited that he's here and because he comes from far away or I just haven't seen you in a while. So I'm excited. Play Everybody clap your hands together for Chris Nasco. Yay. Thank you. Hi. Hi. I got a haircut and uh, I don't know how I feel about it because when people notice it, they kind of just say, well, how do you feel about it? Uh, not good now. That's all that matters. Because um, I was watching women's soccer and I was like, why do I look like all of them? <laughs> I used to play women's soccer. No, uh, I used to play basketball uh, in the 90s. And uh, you guys have heard the expression, white men can't jump. I don't know if that's true because if we're sad enough, we're definitely going to jump. Ouch. Depends on the haircut. Um, I think one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me, and this is your story, is uh, this dude came up to me and was like, 
would you, do, do you want to be in my origami guild? And I just thought that was the funniest thing ever and I started cracking up and he was looking at me like, how could you laugh at something that's so fucking sick? What is going on here? I, uh, I, I just heard a door slam. I, I went to jail recently. Woo! Yeah, nice, thanks. I've seen you before. You're like, uh, I love your woos. You're, the, you're like a Filipino Ric Flair. <laughs> uh, I went to jail to go, <laughs> to go visit a, a friend of mine, but I had never been to a jail before, ever. Like, I'd never been to one. But I love to wear orange. And uh, I was in the waiting room, like with this big orange shirt on. And I feel like the guards were looking at me like, oh, there's an inmate in the waiting room. What's he doing? He's waiting. Oh shit. What's he doing now? He's sanitizing. But I made it out. Uh, everything went fine because the haircut. Um, I don't know, I kind of, uh, sometimes I think I look like an angel. I look a little bit too much like an angel to feel comfortable visiting people in the hospital. Because uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to wake up with me next to their bedside and be like, oh, is this heaven? <laughs> no, this is Kaiser. A uh, little bit different. Always becomes a religious thing with me. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm not going to church for fun anymore because bars are open. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I was in a bar recently, and uh, you never know what you're going to see in a bar. And there was a guy who was probably drunk. He was, uh, he was walking around. He would bump into something, change direction, keep going. Bump into something, change direction, keep going. Bump into something, change direction, keep going. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's how the Roomba was invented. <laughs> I feel like an engineer saw that and was like, this motherfucker could at least be picking up dirt. He's covering all that ground. All right, thanks, guys. Give it up for your host. Thanks. Chris Nasco, everyone. Uh, also, by the way, when I when you hear the horn, it means you have a minute, just so you know. And um, you do look like an angel. If anyone's ever seen the movie Dogma, that's how they dress. They wear like those big trench coats and w then with the with the hoodies underneath them. So you were literally dressed like an angel. All right, your next comedian flew all the way from L.A like an angel with his wings and his I think he flew on his mustache put your hands together everybody for your visiting comic Jake Rush thank you so much flew here all the way from LA and boy are my arms tired um, all right just had to make sure I was recording just in case I hit gold tonight guys um I uh, so I perform at uh, colleges sometimes uh, it's a very interesting uh, crowd. They, they're very, um, you know, passionate about, you know, socio-political issues. Which, and I, I got in trouble one time because um, there was, I made a comment that was misconstrued to be like sort of an anti-political correctness sentiment because there it was around Christmas time and there were flyers all over the campus that were saying we need to cancel the Christmas Carol, baby, it's cold outside because they said the woman in the song is in danger. And I, I didn't disagree with them. I just said, I feel like they're being a little bit inconsistent. Because how can you cancel 
that Christmas carol because the woman is in danger, but then completely turn a blind eye to grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> I feel like that one's like significantly worse. The, <laughs> the woman in that song um, gets drunk and leaves her house at night uh, where someone finds her the next morning dead with hoof prints on her forehead and claw marks on her back. She <laughs> First of all, reindeer don't have claws. <laughs> Something r dark happened to Grandma. So someone with hooves ran her over fr from the front, and then someone took the time to flip her over, and she gets claw marks on her back. I don't know. It's uh, kind of surprised that song is not canceled. Gr like, <laughs> Grandma didn't get... Uh, run over by a reindeer. Grandma got sacrificed by a colt. <laughs> um, I'm kind of surprised that way more old-time songs don't get canceled. Like, uh, I was listening to that um, song by the Beatles called I Saw Her Standing There. Uh, in the first line, Paul McCartney goes, well, she was just 17. If you know what I mean, what do you mean? Like, it's bad enough he said the girl was 17. Now it feels like he's roping me into it. <laughs> like, also, and also, what do you mean if you know what I mean? Like, what else <laughs> could that even mean? Like, is, is 17 code for 16? <laughs> um... Yeah, but I guess the the Beatles don't get canceled because they're like they get a pass because they're from a different time. I I guess, which is like I, uh, it's kind of a crapshoot, which famous people get a pass for being from a different time and which ones don't. Be like, and it has nothing to do with how long ago they're from, because Paul McCartney hasn't gotten canceled, but Christopher Columbus did. I f like. Uh, <laughs> Not that he didn't deserve it. I'm just saying, like, could you imagine explaining to Christopher Columbus when he was alive, hey, 500 years from now, everyone's still going to love you. But 505 years from now, everyone's going to hate your guts. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, last little uh, thing here. I don't, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's kind of hilarious when people like to say what year it is when they're when they're talking about something that's wrong with the world like they'll say something like really we're still body shaming it's 2022 like you know i i want to know when that started like were people in the past going really we're still burning witches it's 1451 <laughs> really we're still crucifying people it's 30 <laughs> all right that's it for me guys thank you so much everyone then remember when I give you the horn it means you have a minute don't forget when you give you the horn it's a minute I just do a horn because um, the people on the radio can hear <laughs> and I think it's funny uh, all right your next comedian uh, he's he's new to us but he's super funny and I'm, I'm happy that he's here clap your hands wildly everybody for Pranav on Beal yay hey what's up guys it's Friday I'm really excited hope you guys are excited it's gonna be a good night it's gonna be really cold outside um, my name is Pranav I'm Bill it's like if you saw Bill Cosby near your drink you go um Bill I've been thinking a lot I've been obviously I think a lot of us have been watching the news I've been thinking a lot about World War One and World War Two 
I've also been watching the Avatar movie. And I've been really like pulling a lot of uh, comparisons between them. I think the Avatar movies are, uh, are very telling of what we should expect in the future. But with the first Avatar movie, you know, I feel like we all came out of there and went, wow, that was a great movie. We should call it the great movie, you know? And then 20 years later, we're like, there's a world movie too? Thanks, Pam. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, well, we're going to walk out and be like, they killed how many bluish people? And then that number, wait till you hear about the fan theories about that one. Anyway, uh, I, uh, I moved here recently from South Carolina, and uh, I also had a girlfriend, uh, she lived in Philadelphia. Been in a long distance relationship for a while, for four years now. Uh, and I've been here just kind of alone. And I've been really like, I'm, I'm a good boyfriend, but uh, I've been needing like some sort of emotional attention. So back in South Carolina, I would get that from telling gay men I'm straight. Uh, and back there, when you tell a gay man they're straight, they get disappointed. Here, their standards are way too fucking high. I walk up to gay men and say, I'm straight. And they go, honey, we know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I've been thinking a lot about the, uh, the ancient Romans a lot recently. Uh, how we think they're really badass and sick. You know, they got all this cool architecture. They're a military powerhouse. Uh, they had gladiators and shit. But uh, Romans are really not that cool when you think about what they actually are, which is Italians. Romans are just, a, they're just Italians. That's super lame. Um, A2 Brute doesn't have the same bite when it's A2 Brute. Uh, Italian numerals is, ugh, why would you ever call it that? And uh, all roads lead to Italy. What is it, a fucking threat? Uh, anyway, a lot, a lot can happen when you recontextualize history. For example, I just found out that uh, what in South Carolina we've been calling the War of Northern Aggression, you guys have been calling the Civil War? Uh, yeah, only, only South Carolina really would can take credit for starting the Civil War and then blame you guys for it. Uh, I have a dentist back in South, in South Carolina. Uh, he's very conservative, uh, which, which there we just call it a dentist. Uh, and in the uh, in the office, there's a lot of like really uh, Christian music playing, like really obnoxious stuff, and Bibles like everywhere instead of magazines. And uh, I was flipping through it one day, and I'm like, "What the fuck? The Italians did what to Jesus Christ?" Uh, anyway, I go into the den I go into the dentist's office, and uh, this was during the the primaries. And this man starts baiting me. He he he's clearly like listening to like. Uh, NPR, obviously, uh, and he's like, "Who would you vote for in the uh, in the Democratic primaries?" Which I should not have answered, but uh, I could have said someone like Tulsi Gabbard or Bloomberg. I don't know, or uh, I could have said Joe Biden because back then Joe Biden was the conservative dude of the Democrats. I should say Joe Biden. Say Joe Biden. Just say Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders. Fuck. This man who has sharp things in my mouth uh, freezes gets real tense. Things are not okay in this room right now. And he just goes, huh, okay. And just continues working on me. And I don't, turns out I had, had no cavities. And at the end of the day, he gave me a little baggie of uh, the toothbrush, the toothpaste, and the floss. And I'm excited. I grabbed that shit. And he goes, yeah, I thought you liked free handouts. Anyway, guys, I've been Pranav on Bill. Guys, have a good night. Pranav, everyone. Yay. He takes care of his teeth. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, I was at the dentist yesterday. Anyway, she was really nice. Anyway, I have, a f I have a fetish with people's fingers in my mouth, so the dentist is actually a joy now. Your next comedian uh, is very edgy. And put your hands together, everybody, for Dorian Trong. Yay. Welcome to Assault and Battery. 
There's a lot going on in politics lately, huh? And I'm going to talk about all of it. You guys know uh, recently the school board of San Francisco got recalled because he pissed off Chinese people? You know what I mean? You need to do a lot to piss off Chinese people. You know what I mean? You know, Chinese people didn't even go out to protest when all of our grandmas got punched in the face. We were like, mm, maybe it's a coincidence. But the moment like they try to get rid of like AP classes, we're like, all right, fellas, let's get together and go sign some petitions. That's how Chinese people sound like. It's kind of crazy how um how fast we forgot about those Canadian truckers, huh? Right? I was uh, I was watching this clip and this Canadian cop was like shoving this woman with a with a camera with a phone, right? She was recording him, and he was just shoving her, and he was like, "Get out of here! You're in the red zone." And I couldn't help myself but like, but like laugh my ass off. That shit was so funny. Like I don't know if I could take anything seriously if I was a Canadian, you know? Like a cop could be like beating my ass and I'll just be laughing. Ha ha ha, I'm so confused right now. Um, I heard uh, Ukraine, you know, is getting attacked by Russia because someone said the N word. No, I'm just kidding. I saw this video, this very heartbreaking video uh, the other day, I don't know if you guys seen it. It's a video of a father. He's putting his like a four-year-old daughter onto a bus to get her to safety, right? And and um, and he's gonna go to war. He's probably gonna die if you guys don't know what's going on in Ukraine. And it's super sad. And then later, I found out that every man, every male there, that's uh, between the ages of 18 to 60, have to stay and uh and fight in this war. And then uh, I thought to myself. There's like never a better time to be like 16 year old. You know what I mean? Like I was just imagining if I was on that bus, you know, going to safety with all the other children, like I, I would feel like I need to like prove to them that I'm a child. I'm like, oh, I'm just a kid. I can't carry a gun. Anyway, I'm just joking because cause it's sad out there. Um, any, uh, any Gen Zs out here? Nice, nice. I recently matched with a Gen Z uh, lady on the dating app, and uh, I, they're in their 20s, right? I just want to make sure I know this is being recorded. Not a pedophile. I'm talking about someone in their early 20s, Gen Z, early 20s, all right? Anyway, so I matched with someone that was a Gen Z, and I saw a gender identity that I have never seen before, right, uh, labeled. So I, I, I asked her, I'm like, okay, hi, miss, uh, can you please tell me what a demisexual is? And she reported me to Tinder for being insensitive. And that part really pisses me off. Because if you guys don't know, I am a millennial. Any millennials out here? No millennials? Just me and you, man. We are the original woke, okay? Millennials are the original wokesters. We were the ones that were like, yeah, gay people should be able to get married to each other. We were the ones that said, we should stop racism. Black people, white people, Asian people, Latino people, we should all just be friends. And then the Gen Zs are like, mm. Lanx. All right, that's my time. Doria Trung, everyone. Growing a new beard. Looking stylish. Uh, your next comedian, all the way from an undisclosed location somewhere in Southern California. Clap your hands wildly for Mark Neuer. Yay! Stupid. Uh, thank you a lot for Pan, ladies and gentlemen. My goodness. <laughs> Holding it down. Yeah, oh my goodness. I've been thinking a lot. 
about internet whores, you know what I mean? Can't live with them, can't live without them. I like the fake ones, you know what I mean? Not like people with plastic surgery, just the spam accounts that are trying to get me to click links. Those are my favorite. They're my favorite. But hey, we have the best conversations. It's great. Really good. Every time in their bio it says, it says like, it's always broken English. And it's my favorite to read. This one, the most common says, uh, this girl wants a dick. And that either means she wants dick or she wants a dick. And either way, I'm here for it, you know? I'm here for it. And I really hope it's like the most Indian dude you've ever seen in your life, with like the, the, just the thickest of mustaches on the other end. I really hope so. I don't know why, but I want, I want that to be the case. It will make it way more satisfying for me. It's the way it's supposed to be. Okay. First new joke, down. <laughs> Good. Hurry up, sit down. Shut up. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to die. And like every time I'm about to kill myself, and it happens often, I get the notification on my phone, bing, new information about UFOs. Just trapping me in the simulation. Keeping me here, keeping me interested, keeping me wondering. Just about to kill myself, ding, a new stimulus package hits your account. How am I gonna die with money in my account? Keeping me in the simulation, just ingesting more mind gork, scrolling on the phone. You know the internet you could do anything with and I strictly use it for porn? That's it, that's all I use it for. Bing, Google, all of them. Just porn. YouTube, porn. Hulu, porn. Netflix, porn. Xbox, porn. That's it, that's all I use it for, porn. I could learn anything I want, porn. Just getting me through, getting me by. More drugs, porn. That's it. Can't do it anymore, because I'm very athletic. <laughs> I think the most athletic thing about me is my button on my shirt. <laughs> I'm very athletic. If jerking off was a sport, I would be an Olympian. I'd be a gold medalist. I'm so fucking athletic, if, if that's the case. If jerking off is a sport, I get the, get the fucking sweatband, put on some Jordans, no clothes, a jump rope. Working out, just tugged out of my mind. You have those friends who are like, you want to race? We can race, let's race. I don't have those kinds of friends, but I will jerk circles around you. <laughs> I will. I will. We can do it right now. I'm that friend. I'm like, all right, we're on the corner, let's do it. I hate, I hate the, uh, the times that we live in because nobody calls me a faggot anymore. 
they don't. They don't. And how am I supposed to come? How am I supposed to come now? I don't know. So I'm now I'm paying girls online to call me a faggot, and they have questions. They're concerned. Am I, are they even allowed to do it? Are they going to get canceled? No, I'm paying you. Like, Mark, why do you need me to call you a faggot? Because I watched Xena Princess Warrior with my mother my entire childhood. I have problems. <laughs> oh, God bless you guys. Get home safe. Mark Neuer, everyone. He's going to jerk so hard, he's going to turn his dick into a jump rope and then use that to work out. Is that what happens with dicks? If you masturbate too much, they just keep getting longer and longer and thinner and thinner. Like a bubblegum garbage party. It's just You're just jumping rope with your dick. Maybe with your nutsack. Your next comedian. He's so young, I'm sure that I'm not going to talk about his nutsack. I was about to talk about his nutsack, but I'm not going to. Never seen it. No idea. Sorry. Change. Too much weed, Pam. Too much weed. Ian Langlands, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for that, Pam. For the, the listeners at home, she's not seen my ball sack. Not yet. Not yet. Anything is possible in this world. How is everybody? How are we? We're good? Yeah, that's great. Uh, a little bit about me. I, I work at a pet supply store. Um, it, it's, it's a fine job, but when you work at a pet supply store, you got to deal with dog people. And objectively, dog people are the worst. And I'll tell you why. This lady came in the other day. She comes in, she looks me dead in the eyes, and she goes, hey, do you have any vegan dog food? Now, I'm not a veterinarian nor an expert on dogs, but that's some bullshit. <laughs> Honestly, right? A dog can't be vegan. You know what I'm saying? That poor dog. The dog can't speak. It has no say in this. The, w the woman just decides everything that happens for this dog. It's like one of those relationships where you could tell that one of them is in way more control than the other. They're like, we're going to this party, and we're going to have matching outfits. I feel like that's the relationship this lady has with her dog, you know? You're going to be fucking vegan. He's like, okay. I don't know much about vegan dogs, but I know that all of that dog's friends hate him now. That's what I know. <laughs> that's the only thing I could say for certain. You know? <laughs> like it goes to the fucking dog park, goes up to Labradoodles, and it's like, is that bone in your mouth ethically sourced? <laughs> you know that kibble you're eating is part of an agrarian capitalist regime? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the dogs are together, they're like, man, Fido used to be so fun to hang out with. Now he fucking sucks. This other lady came in, and she, she went through every single one of our toys, and she squeaked every single one of them. And I'm like, what the hell? You? I didn't say this, but I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, my dog's very picky. He has a very specific type of squeak that he likes. This is an animal that eats its own shit, okay? I don't think it cares about the squeak of the goddamn toy, in my humble opinion. Moving on. Uh, are we going to war? <laughs> Does anybody know? Do we know? I gotta know. I gotta know. I'm, I'm primed. I'm the perfect age group to go to war. And I don't want to go, okay? I'm not built for war. <laughs> Look at me. I'm not going to make it, okay? It, it looks cold in Russia, okay? I don't have a winter coat. I don't want to go. Jesus. The only thing I'll be good for is if I die, I can, like, you know, put some morale in my battalion or something. <laughs> I think that's the best thing that I can offer. Do free in. I don't know. I don't want to go to fucking war. I will do anything possible to not go to war. What if, hey, how about this? What if last minute I just tell them I'm transgender, right? They're not allowed in the military. Is that okay? 
Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's just a theory. I'm, I'm spitballing here. I'm a little worried. I don't want to go to war. Um, I don't. You don't want our generation fighting in war either. Gen Z, God, we have no idea. We're known for eating Tide Pods and TikTok, okay? We cannot kill anybody. God. You can't whip and nay-nay your way out of Kiev, Ukraine, okay? What? What's up? No, you spoke. Now you have to you, you have to suffer the consequences. What's up? Okay, cool. Hey, but do me a favor, shut the fuck up. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> do me a favor and never speak again. Okay. Um did I get the horn yet? How long am I there we go. Uh I'll do one quick one. Uh trade any sports fans in here? What just where are you guys from? Are you guys about to kick my ass or something? <laughs> God, who hired you? <laughs> Jesus, that was scary. Okay. Uh yeah, sports. Uh let me hear you this up. Uh trading in sports is crazy. Trading in sports is crazy because you have no say over where you can go at any waking moment. You could go to bed in New York City and you wake up and you have to go to fucking Orlando, Florida. That seems a little fucked up to me. And, but nobody understands it because they get paid millions, millions of dollars, so that's kind of like the trade-off. But it's like, could you imagine if you worked at Jack in the Box as a fry cook and you go in and they're just like, hey, uh, we're trading you to an H&R block in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, <laughs> we really got this guy. He knows how to fry a patty like no other. So uh, see you later, boss. Okay, that's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Ian Langland. Yay. Ian, hooray. Um, and if anyone's starving, there's snacks up on the days and little mother's cookies and then um, coffee and stuff if anybody wants it. Did the, are you guys, are you Galen? Yes. And the crew? Yes. All right. Uh, we're going to have one more comic, and then we'll, we'll bring up our, our special guests. Right now, we have one of my favorite people in San Francisco. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Fuck with your memes. Fuck with me. A lot has been said about the present moment, being in the now. And no one's asked me my opinion, but I'm going to tell it anyway, so listen up. <laughs> now is the only place to live. You can't live in the future because it hasn't happened yet. You can't live in the past because where would you park your car? Where, how would you recharge your phone? So you have to live in the present. This is the now. It's happening now. I'm telling this joke now. People are listening now. Right now, people are wondering, where the hell is the punchline to this long-winded thesis on mindfulness? <laughs> yes, I'm wondering that, too. I haven't gotten that part yet. Sorry. All right, well, it was funnier at home. <laughs> I'm a pretty anxious person. You may not know it to look at me, but right now in my head, I'm thinking about running out that door. It's inviting, running. But I'm not going to do it because I'd have to go through you to get to the door, and that'd be even worse. Okay, that one worked out of bed at home better too. I see stuff a lot, stuff to do, more stuff, stupid stuff. It's an all-purpose word, like thing. People say thing. Here's the thing. That's one I don't like. Here's what thing. What the fuck? Here's what thing. I'm going to say, I'm going to try saying, here's the stuff and see if that catches on. Here's the stuff. <laughs> Why do we have pot bellies? 
Is that God's way of joking with us when we hit middle age? Here you go, you turn to 50, have a nice pot belly. Here we go. Hold this. A little lower. Okay. Which makes me wonder, God is older than dirt, right? So God must have a pot belly. And I don't know about you, but I quite like the idea of God running around, thinking about him running around with a pot belly. Can't you just see him now tripping down the aisle at the grocery aisle? Where do they keep the pickles? It makes God more approachable. If God were all buff and knew his way around Costco, I don't know if I could believe. Oh, shit, I don't remember the rest of that one. <laughs> Fuck that joke. All right, it had something to do with God, but... I used to be more in touch with my body. And not in that way. Must everything be about sex with you people? Jeez. No, I mean about doing exercise and yoga and that kind of shit. I don't know. I don't do that stuff anymore. But now I pretty much live in my head. And don't take that the wrong way either, you twisted lot. Thank you. No, I mean, I'm always having conversations about stuff to try to understand. Why is that guy frowning? Is it my fault? No, I think he's crappy like that. Are you sure I think it's me? Well, I'll tell you what I am in touch with, my feelings. And I can feel you wanted a better ending to that joke. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't so hot with it, happy with it either. So thanks very much, Pam. Lauren Crowd, everyone! You can see Lauren and me and a bunch of other people at 8 o'clock at Piano Fight for Fuster Clock. It's going to be a crazy show tonight. It's like 25 comedians. They all do three minutes. It just goes and goes and goes. This is um, an exciting moment for all of us. We have three visiting comics from um, another undisclosed location. This, today was today was like all these people from out of town, which is fantastic because we don't know any of their jokes. So, yay, we're all their audience, whether we're a comedian or not. So I actually, I'm a terrible person. I don't remember what, I think they're from Portland, I'm guessing. But they're on a little tour, and we get them here now, right now. Where from? Not Portland. Not Portland. Orange County. Orange County. See, I always fuck it up. I think everyone's from Portland. <laughs> Go LA. Uh, your first comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for Galen Nash. Father, civilization, God of the universe. Anybody here in a relationship? <laughs> hey, we got a guy. Now, do any of you guys think that watching porn is cheating? <laughs> Dude, I just started. Uh, I just started seeing this girl, and she gets really mad at me, and like I don't know why, but I like to watch videos of me and my ex-girlfriend fucking. <laughs> I don't get what the big deal is. I was there, you know. Uh, my friend's a really weird. Dude, the other day, my friend he was like, "Hey, would you rather watch your parents fuck every day for the rest of your life?" Or join in one time to end it all forever. <laughs> I was like, look, I don't care, man. I just want to meet my dad. <laughs> Whatever it takes. I, uh, I grew up with a single alcoholic mom, which is like a lot of fun, you know, but she's 10 years sober now. And when I was younger, she would take me to the AA meetings. If you've never been to an AA meeting, you should go because some of the stories that these people tell will just like blow your mind. I remember this one lady, she talked about how one time in the 90s, she went to this massive orgy just to score free drugs. She said she fucked over 15 dudes that night. And I'm just sitting in the back, 12 years old, thinking like, huh, what a weird way to find out why I don't know who my dad is. <laughs> All right, I don't know. I've been, I've been pretty sad lately, and uh, my buddy was like, hey, maybe you should go see a therapist. 
And then he recommended his therapist, but it was a guy. Like, I know that I'm broke, but like, are dudes even allowed to be therapists? <laughs> like, uh, hey, doc, I'm uh, thinking about killing myself lately. Pff, five bucks says you won't. <laughs> All right, you guys, uh, you guys see that they, they cured AIDS now? AIDS is cured, you guys saw this? Woo! Yeah, we, big, big win. But uh, dude, I saw this commercial, I was watching TV, this commercial came on for this AIDS medication, and then after the commercial, they listed like all of the side effects. Why did they even list that shit, bro? Like, hey, you know what's worse than diarrhea and a headache? Having fucking AIDS, dude. <laughs> I'll take the pills, doc. <laughs> you know how long they are? The last, the last side effect was depression. You know what else might make you sad? Having it. All right, whatever. Uh, anybody here ever seen the movie Taken with Liam Neeson? Yeah. I think the casting director for Taken should have been fired like day one. Because like we're really all supposed to believe that his fucking Shrek-ass daughter got kidnapped twice. <laughs> I mean, it took three dudes the first time. That's not happening again. But uh, you guys remember? Oh, she was, like, hide she was like hiding under the bed like on speakerphone with her dad like giving call-outs or whatever. He's like fucking red hat, like blue shirt. He's like, you know what he doesn't have? A fucking black eye. Get out there, LeBron. It's like, I don't know. You guys remember that, the, that one scene where the guy's like trying to sell her into like sex slavery? That dude didn't even, he didn't even know what to say about her. He was just like, this next girl, oh shit, all right. Uh, she could suck your dick, I guess. Or help you mount your TV. All right. You guys, uh, you guys see, uh, anybody, yeah, anybody here watch football and hear about Henry Ruggs? The, uh, if you didn't, yeah, if you didn't hear about it, there's this, uh, wide receiver for the Raiders, and he was drunk driving, like, 160 miles an hour, crashed his car and killed some innocent girl, and, like, it was, like, a big deal, because everybody was, like, fuck this dude, rotten jail forever, go to hell, innocent lady, blah, 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 right? But, like, what if, like, he didn't kill, like, an innocent woman? Like, what if we found out later on... Like, what if he killed, like, the Golden State Rapist? Would he get a pass, you know? Like, you can't tell me if after, like, the 2001 World Series, if, like, Derek Jeter was driving home drunk from the game and accidentally killed Osama Bin Laden, that he wouldn't be on TV, like, the next day. Fucking Coors Light is what ended him forever. All right. I don't know. Maybe one other thing in here. Oh, I, uh... I've recently visited Texas, which is cool, and uh, I actually found out that, like, incest is, like, actually illegal. Like, it's governmentally against the law to, like, fuck your sister. I always just thought it was, like, a bad look. <laughs> like, but, uh, like, dude, you know how bad you gotta be, like, banging your sister that your mom calls the cops? <laughs> Anybody here ever been, like, arrested or the back of a cop car? You're trying to, like, sound cooler than you actually are to the cop? How does that conversation go if you get arrested for banging your sister? <laughs> He's just like, so, uh, how was it? <laughs> All right, cool. My name's Galen Nash. Thank you for Pam and fucking, you guys are great. Thank you. Galen Nash. God, you sound like you have the perfect name for Texas. Like, that sounds like, you sound like a, te you sound like a Texan musical star. Galen Nash. Right? Okay, your next comedian, also from L.A., clap your hands wildly for Don Perino! I don't like L.A., man. 
I like that little horn you give people for the light. If I, if I was like too high, I might be confused. I'm like, dude, that clown loves my jokes. This is fucking <laughs> rad, dude. Like my man over here looks like he was on his way to a gig and his bass guitar got stolen. Like, I guess I'll just come here, dude. Fuck it. <laughs> my guy right here with the hat looks like a white sushi chef. I don't know why, dude. <laughs> Oh man, you guys, I just caught uh, recently on the news that the uh, uh, Winter Olympics happened. Did you guys see? I don't know. I don't think anybody watched, dude. Yeah, see, nobody watched. Yeah. I did catch a cool story, though. Um, there's an Olympian named Erin Jackson, and it turns out she made history as the first African American woman to win an Olympic gold medal in speed skating. I was like, that's pretty cool, dude. Like, what an accomplishment, you know? Which was made like even more impressive by the fact that she made history by being the first African-American woman to speed skate. I was like, cool, dude. <laughs> you ever seen a black person on ice skates? <laughs> dude, there's one in the NHL and they threw bananas at him one time. That's a true story. She's fucking brave, dude. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm just excited for the WNHL. Let's go, dude. One starts, we all go, you know. I'm gonna be season ticket holders to the Los Angeles Yas Queens. <laughs> Stanley Cup, where you at? Insensitive, right. <laughs> dude. Is it real? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I put my order in, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I just got over some food poisoning. Uh, it was pretty bad. I was sick for like three days uh, from some chicken I bought at the store. And I just sat there thinking like, man, I can't believe Target would do white people like this. You know? <laughs> it's not cool, dude. <laughs> Supposed to be our safe haven, bro. They really do be your own people, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, dude. It's not my safe place anymore. I uh, I gotta lose some weight, dude. That probably helped, because I didn't eat for like three days, but I'm so out of shape, man. Like, I'm so fat that my girlfriend and I recently made a sex tape, and it came with like one of those warnings on it. And it was like, no animals were filmed harmed during the film. I was like, fuck, dude, what the hell, bro? <laughs> it was serious, dude. Like, Peter released a statement, they were like, the mistreatment and abuse of this beautiful walrus really saddens us. Oh, God, dude. I was really upset they would talk about my girlfriend like that. No. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. That's the reaction I want. Yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> I don't like how I look, man. You know, like, this guy's full of tattoos. I feel like he's going to help me if I have a flat tire, you know? Like, most people look at me and they think I'm mean. You know, like, I don't like, I don't like, especially when, like, walking down the street and some girl tucks her purse under her arm, I don't understand that, you know? Because I can 100% fully murder you still. I don't know how that's going to, how's it going to help you, dude? What are you, who are you, fucking Terrell Owens, dude? You're not going to fight me off, bro. <laughs> I'll take your purse right now, dude. It's fucked up, dude. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, I might, I might, I don't think I would do it for real, though, you know, like, Unless I caught one of those flashy ass old ladies walking around. You guys know the ones I'm talking about? These blue haired bitches that wear like every piece of jewelry they own, like Mr. T in his prime. Like, dude, I'll clap on that old lady, bro. Like 100%, you know? I will steal every home shopping network ruby off your fucking body, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, uh, I recently discovered that I, I can't do religion, man. There's too many rules, you know? I don't like that. It seems made up. I ran into a coworker one time, and she um, she was a Jehovah's Witness. You guys ever heard of this? See, it's made up. I know it, dude. <laughs> it's a hundred percent fake, dude. Everyone's like, "What the fuck is that?" I'll tell you. We it's it's weird. Like we had a birthday party at work, and we had this delicious birthday cake. And I was like, "Oh, hey, Janet, I noticed you haven't had any birthday cake, man. It's really good." And she was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I 
can't eat cake, you know? And I was like, what? Are you diabetic? Like, I'm sorry. It's terrible, you know? And she's like, actually, uh, it's because of my religion. I'm a Jehovah's Witness. I can't have birthday cake. And I was like, man, what? That seems way too easy, dude. All you have to do is not eat cake and you get into heaven. Like, I'm fucked, man. I'm never getting in, dude. <laughs> I'm too far gone, you know? She was like, no, actually, it's a very strict religion. There's a lot I can't do, you know? Like, I can't drink. I can't do drugs. And I can't have sex. And I was like, dude, what the fuck did you witness, man? Like, <laughs> Why can't you have fun, man? What the hell, dude? Why aren't you allowed to have fun, dude? I figured he's like, find Jehovah up in heaven, like take, take some fentanyl, take a day trip to heaven, you know, and you go find him and shit. And like, standing in front of a big red curtain, he's like, what's up? I'm Jehovah, H to the O-V, if we're homies. And fucking, like, oh shit, that dude's gangster, bro. He's like, he's like, what's up? Step up, man. You want to see something cool? And you're like, what? Like, how cool is it? He's like, it's actually so cool that once I show you, you're not allowed to have fun anymore. I'm like, what? That's gotta be cool, dude. <laughs> Sign the paperwork and give it back. He's like, are you ready? I'm like, I'm ready, dude. And he like whips the curtain back and it's just like the last season of Game of Thrones, but it doesn't suck. You're like, dude, I don't think I like alcohol that much, you know? Or, like, or what if you like whip that curtain back and Michael Jackson was still black, but he never fucked all those kids? I think I could give up weed, man. My name's Dominic. Thank you guys very much. This live nigga, the crowd's a Dom, everyone. Yeah. Uh, we have one more LA comic for you. Before we get back to our list, clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Rafael De Marcango. 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 Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, he was talking about religion. I love hearing other people talk about religion. It's probably one of my favorite things. Uh, I was getting coffee the other day, and this girl in front of me was talking to a friend. She was like, hey, if you think about it, if you really think about it, Jesus said what Buddha said, but in a different time and place. I couldn't help it, so I leaned in, and I was like, sounds a little Confucius to me, you know? Yeah. And she was like, what? I was like, all I'm saying, <laughs> you know? She wasn't Hindu, those types of jokes, so. I was like, hey, you don't gotta be uptight, you know? Just a joke. Uh, I just recently became a citizen. Yeah, after 22 years of being an immigrant, I finally became a citizen. What a time to do that. Uh, right after, I went on the road, and I was in, uh, I was in Worthington, uh, Minnesota, and uh, you guys clapped. Uh, I said the exact same thing, and they did not clap at all. It's actually so quiet in that room that I could hear a guy in the back go, great, another one got in, you know, and he just kind of golf clapped for me. Uh, so that was fun. Um, yeah, you know, everything, it's like, I, uh, it's a very long process. It took like three years because of COVID, which is a little bit longer than most people. And, uh, so, you know, a lot of interviews and tests and stress eating. But it was almost like the government was training me to be more American. And I will wait till he's pre-diabetic and then we'll let him come in the, into the States. I went to go pick up my certificate. They're like, hey man, does your foot ever like hurt and then fall asleep? And I was like, yep. And they're like, approved, hobble on in, man. You're one of us now. Welcome to America. Uh, there was a there was a part in the section like of like my interview where they asked me if I would be willing to pick up guns and like bear arms for the United States if anything were to happen, and I was like, Nah, man, I'm a pacifist. I, I don't believe in hurting or killing anyone for any reason ideologically. And they're like, All right, well, this is gonna take another two hours. And I was like, Who do I have to kill? <laughs> I was like, Get me out of this federal building, man. <laughs> yeah. Turns out it might be Russians, and so I'm fucked. What a time to become a citizen. Uh, she sighed, I get it, it's tiring, it's exhausting. Um, 
I was actually supposed. I haven't seen my family. Uh, I'm from Brazil. That's where I immigrated from. Uh, my whole family still lives in Brazil, and I haven't seen them in about six years. And I, I really wanted to go visit, but I couldn't because of COVID. Um, I didn't have a dad growing up, so like my grandfather, he's like my father figure, and you know he's getting older, and I wanted to go and see him. But we're not on good terms. Like last time I saw him, he came to the United States, and we got into an argument about where to go out to eat for dinner. He was like, "Hey, I want to go to Red Lobster," and I was like, "That place sucks, man." And he goes, yeah, well, your opinion doesn't matter because you're not a real man. <laughs> I was like, dude, I know the cheesy bread's good, but it's not worth ruining the family. You know, let's uh, tone that down a little bit. And now I get this stress dream that, like, my grandma calls me and she's like, hey, grandpa's on his deathbed and he's, like, asking for you. You got to come to Brazil. And I fly down there and I get in the hospital room and it's really sad. And he sees me and he beckons me over and I walk over and he looks at me and he just goes, Rafa, I'm really sorry for what I said to you last time I saw you. So I just like lean in so no one in my family can hear me and I'm just like, I'll never forgive you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Got him, dude. And then he looks me right back in the eyes and he goes, I know, because only a real man would forgive. And then he turns over and just dies. <laughs> and the next day I'm in like the office with the lawyer and he's just like reading the will and testament of my grandfather and he's just like, is Raphael here? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. He's like, he left you a $100 gift card to Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> It's a really stressful dream. I wake up and I just call him and I'm like, you son of a bitch, and I just hang up, you know? Me, my grandmother and I have a similar relationship. She's getting older, but she's getting fun old, you know? Like, she's getting to that kind of age where she likes to make fun of me. Like, uh, she sent me an email to tell me I was fat, uh, which was awesome. Thank you, yeah. Um, she hit me up and she was just like, hey, Rafa, saw a photo of you on Facebook. Are you getting fatter? And I was like, yeah, thanks for pointing that out. I appreciate that. I'm on a diet, Grandma. I'm getting under control. And she's like, that's such good news because you know you don't have to be fat to be a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> so I typed back, yeah, you don't got to be able to be a bitch. Send, you know? But uh, I didn't get a message back for two months, so I was scared that hurt her feelings. And then I got a package in the mail from her, and she sent me two pounds of my favorite Brazilian bonbons, which I immediately broke my diet and ate the whole first pound in the first sitting. I woke up the next morning and I thought, you know, chocolate for breakfast, because that's what fat people do. And I went to go grab the bag and I noticed that she had taped a note on the back of it and I pulled it off and it read, who's the bitch now? <laughs> Good game, Grandma. You fucking won that one. Well, I've been Rafa Camargo. Thank you guys so much for the time. I appreciate it. Hey, give it up for Rafa. All the LA guys coming up. Rad. Oh my gosh, you still have grandparents. That's exciting. <laughs> I'm like, you still talk to your family. That's a How long have you been doing comedy? You haven't thrown every relationship under the bus for stage time? Congratulations. Your next comedian, I'm so excited every time he's around. He's, uh, he's just so, his tattoo's just a piece of art. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Teddy Hall. Yeah. Pushing up in Marcy, placing that Chad Rossi up in the mall case. He lost like a hundred ounces. Thank you, Pam. Uh, so my uh, my ex girlfriend does full on porn, full on porn, and uh, yeah, here's what happened. Okay, so when we met, she was just a cam model, right? You know, like just you know showing herself naked on there, and she's like, "Are you okay with that?" And I was like, "I don't really care." You know, show yourself off to creepy guys who gives a fuck. And then we fell in love. We ended up moving in together, and then she ended up getting offers to do like full on porn. And she kind of sold me on it. She's like, hey, you know, what do you think? You know, it's a lot of money. You might be able to get a comedy bit out of it, you know? <laughs> I was like, okay, you're talking my language. She's like, and maybe it'll help us have like a kinkier relationship. And I started to think, you know, I, I dabble in porn, you know, every day. And uh, 
Maybe it would help us get a kinkier. I was like, yeah, go do it. Go do some full-on porn. And it turns out it wasn't like super kinky for me. Uh, it was more just uh, her getting professionally fucked. Uh, so <laughs> pretty painful. So if you guys, I'm trying to work this joke out. So if you guys have any like uh, punchlines or taglines, just let me know and then I'll send you a link to her shit, okay? And we'll call it even. <laughs> she also, um, she also likes to get peed on. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> How do you think I feel, man? But she doesn't like to just get peed on. She likes, likes to drink it out of like a cup, no. you know? Yeah, I, I, I know. I had a cup of apple juice the other day. I started to cry. I like, I don't know how to process this shit. <clears throat> I, I thought it would be kinkier for me. One time she had a girl over to film some shit and I was just like, hey, can I, can I go fuck her? And she's just like, no, that's my fucking coworker. All right, you piece of shit. That's an HR issue, piece of shit. Go back to your room. It's not so bad, though. I get to visit her for ten ninety nine a month, you know, and uh, so we get to stay in contact. Um, I, uh, I, um, had a uh, an incident happen. I got fired from a daycare. I. Uh, <laughs> anybody want to guess why I got fired from? The Doing heroin, all right? I did some heroin. They got pissed, man. They were like, that's unacceptable. This is what I, and I was like, yeah, but I went to the bathroom, all right? Like, yes, I, I took a nap in there, but you, have you done heroin? Like, you will f take a power nap, you know? They were, everybody was pissed, you know? They were pissed. They were just like, they were like, were you selling drugs out of here? I'm like, yeah, nonprofit organization, all right? I wasn't making any money on it, you know? And then the kids started to fuck with me. The kids were the worst part, okay? Kids, my name's Teddy, you know? So they were just like, see you later, Tedophile. And I was like, just because it rhymes, it doesn't mean you should say it, you know? I'm sober now, but I, but like, you know, it's just, I, I don't feel bad for shooting heroin around kids, you know? <laughs> I, I one time I was playing basketball with one of them and the, a spoon fell out, you know? And one of the kids went to grab it. And, and so I kind of, I had to get a little physical with him. So I grabbed him and I was just like, I, if you talk to my boss, tell her I was eating cereal on the way to work, you know? They got to grow up at some point, right? You got to tell them the truth. You know, people do heroin. It's a fantastic drug. I mean, why the fuck do you think there's an epidemic, you know? Like... I just grabbed him. I was like, I was eating cereal on the way to work, and Santa Claus isn't real, all right? So you just you go fuck yourself, little kid. This is why I stopped doing heroin. It's actually because there's an epidemic. I was just like, oh, really? It's trendy now? <laughs> I'm fucking doing meth, all right? I'm done with this heroin. Anyway, thank you, guys. Teddy Hall, everyone. Yay. All right, this is an exciting night because like all these people are dropping out, which means we've got all this time for all your comics. Like your next one, everybody, it's Patrick Delaney. Yay. All right, hello. Hello, folks. Alrighty. Hey, how you doing? Hey, so what do you guys call a Klansman who's in a car who's in a parking lot, who's backing in to a parking space. It's reverse racism. <laughs> yes, yeah. And that was the edgiest popsicle stick joke that I've ever read in my entire life. No, I'm serious, I read that somewhere. You know uh, Cards Against Humanity? Well, 
Now they make fudgesicles. <laughs> Started dating again recently. I went on a date with this uh, girl, and she's really into like astrology. That's her big thing. She loves astrology. That's all she ever talks about, which is interesting because that means her primary personality trait is knowing a lot of information about made-up personality traits. I'll give you an example. We're, uh, we're having lunch. We're sitting down. She's sitting across from me. She hits me with this. She's like, I'm a Scorpio. Do you know what that means? And I was real honest with her. I was like, couldn't tell ya. And she was like, all right, stop it. I don't sound like that. She was like, it means this. If you fuck me over, I won't kill you, but I'll dream about killing you. <clears throat> so that was the first red flag. The second red flag is that she also sleepwalks. She invited me to go camping one time. She's like, you want to get a big stare this weekend? And I was like, I can't. I don't have a sleeping bag. And she's like, oh, I have an extra body bag. I, I mean sleeping bag. Can you imagine how shitty it would be if I went camping with her? We're like sleeping in a tent, and then she just like Nosferatu, just like gets up in the middle of the night, grabs a rock, and then just like role plays with me as like Brian Laundry or whatever. Who, by the way, is also a Scorpio, fun fact. I research my bits. I have a Scott, like a pile of Scott Peterson jokes, and it's just like forensic files. I'm like, I'm very committed to this cold case. Well, it's not really a cold case, but we'll make it. It will be, yeah. That guy's not dead yet, huh? Interesting. Started dating a, a new girl, though, and she's really fun. She's got a great personality. Um, she's bisexual, and uh, she's also Jewish which makes her uh, rabbi sexual. I pitched having a threesome with her, and she's like, a threesome? No. Ugh, leave, eh. Get really nervous in front of talking, talking in front of people. The uh, fear of um, public, talking, uh, public speaking is, is, is interesting, because there's no reason to be afraid to talk in front of a group of people, you know? Unless that group's like a firing squad, then you can be a little flustered. <laughs> You know what the worst part about being in front of a firing squad is? They make you talk. You're like sitting there, you're about to get shot, you're like making a side deal with God if there is an afterlife, and then last minute, any last words? It's like, fuck, I had to prepare for this? There was homework? No, I didn't follow the execution prompt. I have nothing to share with the class. Please gun me down now. All right, that's it. That's all I got. Patrick Delaney, everyone. Thank you for being here, real person. Yay! Person with a soul was here and a real person. Um, thanks, Patrick Delaney. That was lovely. Uh, what are you? Are you a Scorpio? Your next comedian. I'm really excited to bring her up. I just met her the other day, and uh, she's super funny. Clap your hands up together, everybody, for Amy Yu. Hello. Aloha, everyone. You're probably wondering, why do we have a Chinese girl with Aloha vibe on stage? I'm actually from Toronto, which means we only have two seasons. Winter and fixing everything that got broken by winter. For example, me. I've been trying to fix myself in the past month in Hawaii. 
I went on a meditation retreat slash vegetarian retreat. And before I went, my Toronto friends were like, Amy, why did you pay thousands of dollars to not eat meat for three weeks? And I was like, why did you go camping for vacation? You work your ass off to go homeless. Guys, does anyone have ADHD here? Oh, yeah. Yay. If I bump my set, you're going to forget it in an hour. Great. And the rest of the room, I assume you will focus throughout my set, right? I'm the only one who's allowed to get distracted. <laughs> I have ADHD, which means I have the same attention span and memory as Dory from Finding Nemo. And I told my family doctor I want to be put on Adderall. And my doctor said, didn't you study accounting at the University of Toronto? <laughs> you shouldn't have ADHD. You should have depression. <laughs> and I said, doctor, by your logic, if I study accounting, I cannot have ADHD. It's just like, if I'm Asian, I shouldn't study accounting. Or if I study accounting, I cannot get creative because when accountants get creative, they go to jail. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't end up in jail. I became a stand comedian. And I was a really good Chinese kid, so I did exactly what my doctor told me to do. I got depression. <laughs> and having depression is like being in an emotionally abusive relationship with myself. Every day I was like, oh my god, this bitch is so annoying. I want to kill her. <laughs> and I can't kill her without breaking any law. This is a lonely form of legal murder I can commit. How awesome is that? But wait a second. What if people mess with my stuff after I die? Before I did that, I ha before I commit this murder, I got to delete my social media account, erase my browsing history, delete my dating profile, delete my Pornhub, and get rid of that floppy disk where I saved the erotic fanfiction I wrote when I was a horny 13-year-old teenage girl. Because <laughs> all the sex positions in those fanfictions were inaccurate. <laughs> I think I accidentally invented a sistering position for a heterosexual couple at the age of 13 that I never succeeded in implementing myself. No one should be able to see that shit except for the creepy antique collector on Craigslist that's gonna buy my floppy disk with a premium. It's just too much work, guys, too much work. So I did a lot of inner work and now I have a new problem. I have an addiction problem. I'm addicted to self-help guru. Guys, it's really helpful, but the thing is, I got so brainwashed. Now, when I look at you guys, all I'm thinking is, I'm going to transform your life <laughs> by taking your money. <laughs> like, I'm single, but I promise you, you will have, I will help you find a loving relationship by falling in love with me. <laughs> I will help you think and grow rich, unleash the giant within, and become the next Tony Robbins by first making me the Asian Tony Robbins. <laughs> Are you depressed? Do you have no friends? Don't worry. You can buy my course. I will help you become a well-connected person by inviting everyone in your network to buy my course. <laughs> Let's use the law of attraction to start a cult together. <laughs> you will attract the people who vibrate at the same frequency and wavelength as you. I really believe in the law of attraction. Nowadays, when I resolve conflict with my mom, it goes like this. Why are you yelling at me? Mom, it's the law of attraction. I'm trying to match your volume, vibrating at the same frequency and wavelength as you. 
this is how I transform her life. And I have ADHD, so I forgot the rest of my joke. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for listening. <laughs> I feel transformed. Amy, you, everyone. Huzzah. Yay. Your next comedian, uh, she's new to the scene, but I see her everywhere. She's working so hard, and I think she's so, so funny. Clap your hands together for Hillary Lanham. Yay, Hill Dog. It only takes a lesson a day. Hi guys, how's it going? Um, do you know what I read the other day? I read that the ideal healthy poop is a nickel in diameter circumference. I don't really know my geometry terms. And uh, two feet long and smooth like a kielbasa. Now, I had a couple thoughts when I read this. The first one was that they are making a lot of assumptions about poop, or about butthole sizes, right? I mean, if any of you guys know what a rosebud is, you know that, you know, <laughs> shame on you. <laughs> but it's what, I shouldn't admit that I know that. But it's um, one of those things where there's a lot of variation out there, right? So I think that nickel in size... I'm not going to say whether I think it's too big or too small, but I feel like not a lot of people are meeting that standard. The second thought is that I have never had a shit like that in my life until last week. I mean, have any of you guys had a poop? You've had a poop like that? You are like living the good life. I had never done this before until last week, and I was really like, I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm finally there. I'm finally meeting the ideal. And the rest of my life might be in shambles, but at least my bowel movements are going to be perfect. And it happened two days in a row. And I really thought that I had, like, really turned a corner, but it, it, I just went back to shitty shits after that. But personally, I do not think that is the ideal, ideal, like, you know, poop to have. Do you know what I think is the ideal? Do you guys have an ideal poop? I will tell you what the ideal poop is. The ideal poop is when you go to wipe and nothing comes out on the tissue because of the fact that you have had a completely clean break. I mean, that's like a blue moon bow bowel movement right there, right? Like you are like, that is your lucky day. You should go out and buy a lottery ticket because I feel like that happens so rarely that you really have to take advantage of it. But do you want to know what the worst poop is? The worst poop is the one that your dog is eating off the ground. And so, so I've realized that there is definitely like a fecal hierarchy. The first one is for sure like horse, horse manure because it's like, it's mostly hay. You're kind of like, that's gross. Hay, cut it out. But um, the next level is going to be your other four-legged creatures. So another dog or cat, cat's poop. You're like, I kind of get it. But the, by far the worst poop to, for your animal to be eating is definitely human poop, right? I mean, I don't know why, it just seems the most gross, right? And so what ends up happening um, is my dog ate some choice human poop the other day, and I'm pretty sure it was from a meth head because she got this crazy burst of energy, started running all over the place where she's a nine-year-old 75-pound pit bull. She does not move fast for anything, so I'm like, oh my God, you're definitely on drugs. And then, of course, when I came home later that night, she was super strung out, couldn't 
could barely lift her head, and I'm like, ooh, sister, I've been there before. So it ended up, though, that now I'm pretty sure that she, my dog is addicted to drugs because she makes a beeline for that crackhead bush every single time, and she's looking at underneath all the other ones. I get it. I mean, who doesn't love free drugs, right? But the fact is that I'm afraid that I'm going to catch her down in the tenderloin, you know, turning tricks and she'll be like sitting and staying for like any old John who comes by. I mean, that bitch doesn't ever call, even come when I call her. So I don't, I don't know. I think, I think I'm going to be in trouble here, but thank you. That's my time. Yeah. Hillary Lanham, everyone. Huzzah. Okay. So I'll give you guys a little order since we're kind of off the books right now. We're going to do this new guy who's new to the room. Cause he's been so, so patient and then it'll be Sam and then it'll be Mike Bonds. Okay, your next person, he's been here since the beginning and he's since, since the beginning of the show tonight and he's been so patient. Bye, Amy, you. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Nate Fowler. What up? If you're from out of town, put your hands together. What's up? That's right. Hey, Pam. Pam, do you mind just turning this mic up just a little bit for me, yo? See, I'm, a, I'm the sensitive type. You know what I mean? I'm 240. Sensitive. You know, I recognize a man. A lot of guys are always trying to be a tough guy. For me, I recognize a guy who's got a big heart. And those are my kind of guys, right? And those are the only kind of guys I hang around, right? And so, you see all this tough guy shit? I'm not really sure what that's all about. It's like, maybe they want to go home with their homie they're yelling at. You know, like them tough guys are like, hey, first I'm going to tell you what to do. Then I'm going to take you home with me. Right? So if you let it get that far... You don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody's that tough guy. You, you know he's trying to get you to the hotel. You know? It's like, hey, this guy wants to go to the hotel with me. He's like yelling at me like we're dating. It's like, whoa, bro. What I don't like is when people be like texting me major life choices, especially like random girls I hook up with. And they're like, are we going to Mexico? It's like, <laughs> are you calling me again? Or are you just texting me for like my life decision? So this is what happens to me. I travel a lot. I try not to give my real name when I meet girls, you know, because nowadays it seems like you can't just kiss and say goodbye like the old days, you know, before you go to the club, you meet each other, whatever happens. And if like they don't call you, you don't call them, it's cool. It's no big deal. Now it's like a big freak out situation. It's called extortion. So don't fuck with those girls on the internet. That's all I got to tell you. Don't fuck with them girls on the internet. Because they're like extorting you. You're like leaving a digital trace of pain for pussy. That is not a good idea. That is not pimping. That is called tricking. And then it's like you might as well just start sending a Bitcoin right off the top. <laughs> you know, because that's where it's going to lead these days. And to me, I guess that's the end of a successful relationship around here. That's how low our standards got. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, man, I want to marry the best woman in the world. Now I'm like, I just want to marry a woman with a job. I'm like, oh shit, you got a job? Like, that means you can go to the same place every day without getting fired? I'm like, shit, that's, that's a winner to me. To me, that says balance. And like, <laughs> nowadays, you know, everybody's trying to hustle each other. It's kind of sad because it's like, if you hustle together, you get more. But if you're only hustling each other, you're both broke as fuck all the time, right? So I can't get with these like, uh, I want to call them like transactional relationships where everything's a transaction. Like, oh, well, if you do this for me, I'll do that for you. I'm like, I'm already needy. 
<laughs> I already give myself on the first date, right? So when a girl asks for more, I'm like, fuck, man, I just don't got it. Because I already gave everything I got first date. So that's just how it is, right? So it, it gets a little disappointing dating me. So I leave red flags everywhere I go. My house, you walk right in, that shit is shithole, right? I live in a mansion, but it's a shithole. So it's like, ooh, I like this place. I want to move in, right? And then they come in there. They're like, oh, no, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. And then you know what I call that? I call that a victory. <laughs> like when a girl don't move in on the first date, that's like a victory around here. Because I do it like the lesbians, man. I like to share clothes, move in together, all that, right? Talk, cuddle, all that stuff that hetero chicks just are not into. So if you guys find a hetero chick who can actually call me back, Keep me in mind. My name's Nate. Thank you very much. See you guys later. Nate, everybody. It was his Thank first you, time doing comedy. Yay. First time. He's a first timer. Uh, all right. So on deck is Mike Bonds, and in the hole is Jason King. But right now, put your hands together for Sam Carroll. Yay. Hey, keep it going for Nate. He's looking for love. Hey, if your if your self help guru told you, you should you should try stand up, you should fire her, okay? And maybe your pitbull was just trying to see if that crackhead shit was healthy. You ever thought of that? Dogs are always trying to sniff poop to see if it's healthy. That's why I poop on the ground around my dog, so he checks out my shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What else? I had some stuff I wanted to talk about. Um, cool, it's cold. It's nice and cold, yeah. You guys like it? You guys like the cold? No, you don't like the cold. I like the cold. I sleep better in the cold. When it's too hot, I find that it's like no matter how little blankets I have, I just wake up drenched in my own urine and, uh, and feces. These are fecal bits. Fecal bits, right? We're doing fecal bits tonight. Hello, we are the fecal bits. Good name for a punk band, I think. Fecal bits. Uh, Marilyn Manson cut his rib out of his body so he could suck his own cock. That's ridiculous. He should have enlarged his penis. Should have brought the penis to him. You know what I mean? Bring that closer to you. That's what I'm saying. That's how I'd solve that. Right? Remember, because you know where I got the, I think he got the idea from? I think he got the idea from Adam in the Bible. Because Adam takes his rib out. Remember in the Bible? On the third day, Adam took his rib out of his body so he could suck his own dick. I don't know. I think that's what that was about. There's a lot of metaphors in the Bible. You guys, relig any religious folks in here? All right. I couldn't get a babysitter tonight. My kid's outside in the car with a note on the window that says nothing valuable inside. What's up, bye, bye, bye. I got another poop joke. All right. All right. Ready? Ready for it? All right. Uh, I can't poop in public. Too many toilets, and it throws me off. You know, I clench up. I got arthritis of the ass. I have room of toilets arthritis. Yeah? Yeah? We like that one? All right, all right. I'll keep that one. All right, I had a... Uh, I had a... Uh, what, what other... Uh, you know, I had some other other silly things that I wanted to talk about. Let me just check. If I can. All right, all right. Um, let's see. Let's see. We did the we did the toilet. We did the toilets. Oh, yeah. I got a dog. I got a dog. I named him Hepatitis. Rescue dog. I say, come here, Hepatitis. Hepatitis, sit. This is Hepatitis. She's very shy. It's named after the Greek philosopher, Hepatitis. <laughs> you know, we get the word lesbian from ancient Greece. Island of Lesbos. 
were lesbians. They were sent there by a council of Greek men and their 10-year-old boyfriends. Remember that in the Bible when that, when that happened? All right. All right, cool. Imagine the tourism to Lesbos early on. Jesus, bachelor party, yes. Yes. I used to be a masseuse before COVID, but then robots took my job and had sex with my wife. Okay? All right? My wife had a body like an hourglass. She had, a, she had big feet and big head. A thin vagina. Sandy. Sandy vagina. Sandy vagina. All right. <laughs> I heard something before that. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm too comfortable up here right now. I think that's why this isn't going great. This is, I should be more, t my ass should be more tensed and I should be squeezing out those little styrofoam spaghetti shits like you did. They feel really good. I feel I find that all, those often are the ones that leave me with a clean break. No, they're more like a quarter and not two feet long. Two feet long is crazy, man. That's a long poop. That's like the emoji poop. Emoji poop. You have cool glasses. Do you date black guys? What? what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> it was stupid. Hey, give it up for Mark Neuer, everybody. This guy's a fucking class act. I love that guy. I forget, honestly. I swear to God, I forget. All right. Um, I got arrested by a crooked cop. He had scoliosis. All right. Bye. Sam Carroll, everyone. It's okay, it's recorded. You can listen back and find out whatever he said. Who knows? All right. Uh, your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mike Bonds. Yay! Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Mutiny Radio. Damn, Sam, you, you really kind of put it on her like that. You kind of put it on the spot. That's not okay, Sam. You... He asked you if you dated black guys, and it's no, it's me and him is the only black guys in the room, so I'm, I'm just saying, man, it's still Black History Month, so, you know. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, I ran into a spitter the other day, guys. Anybody ran into spitters? Not not that kind of spitter that you're thinking of. I know you, your dirty mind is all there. But I, you ever ran into somebody that talks a lot or spits a lot when they talk? It's crazy, right? I ran into this dude the other day. He's like, Mike, man, I got a real good story to tell. He gets, like, close to me, and he starts talking, and he spits, and just a little piece of spit landed on my nose. And the crazy part is he kept talking. Like, dude, we both just saw that shit happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't happen, you know? And I'm like, dude, the fucking story ain't that good, bro. It ain't that good. You know what I'm saying? It really wasn't. You know, to get that close to me. And then the most fucked up part about it was he had a mask on his chin. Like, dude, really? You knew you was a spitter when you came that close to me. You knew you was a spitter. Anyway, stay away from those spitters. You know. Yeah, I was uh I was recently called a BBC. Yeah, I know. You porno people know what that is, but no, that that's not the same. I was called a big black comedian. Get your heads out the gutter. You know what I'm saying? You motherfuckers, man, I tell you the truth, you know. Straight up, man. I feel I feel like my phone is watching me. You feel like your phone is watching. You know what it is. It's taking all kind of data and shit about you. It knows it knows more about you than you do, you know? The other day I was using a Waze app and I was driving a Waze like, hey Mike, check this out. There's a Popeye's about a half a block away, right? If you leave right now, you can still make it over there and get to your destination. I'm like, fuck you, Waze. Get me on over there. I got a few minutes to kill. We're going to talk about this shit later on. It's not okay. It's not okay. You know, I recently uh, went over to my buddy's house and I discovered he has a sriracha fetish. Anybody got sriracha fetishes up in here? You guys? No, not a fetish. Yeah, right? I know, right? A fetish. I know, right? 
it's next level shit when you when you meet somebody that's got a fetish. You know, you go in this house. This motherfucker got sriracha jewelry, sriracha t-shirts, sriracha shoes, bottles all over the goddamn place. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Then he then he wants to invite me to the sriracha sauce convention in San Diego. I, you San Diego people know what the fuck I'm talking about, you know? Like, hey, dude, you want to go to the sriracha sauce convention? Fuck no. The fuck do I want to go way out there for some hot sauce for, man? You know what I'm saying? What the fuck is going on here, dude? And then I went to his bathroom, and he had sriracha sauce in his bathroom, you know? Which leads me to believe it's okay to jack off with sriracha sauce. Is it? No? Okay. I don't know, man. He's, that's what led me to believe that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, exactly. You know? I picked up a f- bad, a couple of bad fetishes during this pandemic. Anybody pick up bad fetishes during the pandemic? Did, no? Okay. I picked up a crazy one, man. I, I, I actually like food porn now. You know what that shit is? Food porn, you open up your phone and you see a macaroni and cheese being made. What the fuck is going on with this shit? You know what I'm saying? I ain't never seen a sexy macaroni and cheese in my life. They start melting the cheese and shit. Then they got the nerve to put like Drake and Yo Gotti in the background. What the fuck is going on here? You know, but after I got done jacking off to it, I had so many questions. I'm like, God damn, did I just jack off to a macaroni and cheese? I think I did. I think I did. Wow. Uh, you know, we just had the Super Bowl just pass us up, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And it was, you know, I like watching the big games. Let's go. My Niners wasn't in it, but fuck it. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. But And Tom Brady wasn't in it this year, so I'm happy about that one. You know what I'm saying? But it's crazy because, like, after the games, you got to watch all these players, especially the losers on the sideline. They're all crying and shit. We lost. I can't believe we lost a big game. Motherfucker, didn't you just sign for $100 million last year? Shut the fuck up. You didn't lose. You know what I'm saying? You won. And I hate to see these whining-ass players. They lost. Tears coming out their eyes. Fuck you, you know what I'm saying? Hey, y'all, that's been my time with Mike Bonds. Leave that unless I'm done. Mike Bonds, everyone. Um, go to his show that he's producing at Lutch Lounge on March 9th. It's going to be amazing. All right, we have a couple comics left. Thank you all for your amazing patience. I'm sorry, I'm eating a cookie, pot cookie, and it's very delicious. Your next comedian. Wow, what a funny guy. Put your hands together for Jason King. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, is this on? Make it loud for yourselves, everybody. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I uh, I appreciate, uh, I really appreciate the addition of social media to war. I don't know if anybody else feels that way. I, uh, it's, it's been pretty cool. It's been, you know, like, uh, just the juxtaposition of the end of the world with internet slang has been stupendous, <laughs> you know? Like CNN will post, Russia invades Ukraine, and then someone comments, wow. <laughs> or it's like, uh, they just took Chernobyl, and someone's like, this shit's getting real, bruh. <laughs> it's like 150 million people, 150 people killed, and then it's just a meme with those two black guys going, damn. <laughs> um, I get people who listen to lo-fi artists, right? But I don't know why you'd ever become a lo-fi artist, right? Like, why would you make music that people play to not be distracted, you know? Like, people make music to dance to, people make music to cry to, and then these lo-fi artists make music for YouTube unboxings. Yeah, just, and then people will like, people will like review headphones, like, with like lo-fi music in the background, and then they finally test the headphones and then they'll play something better. <laughs> There's this guy in the audience the other day, he was like, dude, how could you say that? Dude, I make lo-fi music, and I was like, you disgust me. 
I feel like people who make lo-fi music are attention cucks. You know, like your your music is just playing in the background. They're getting ear fucked by a novel. <laughs> you know, I I I, I was I said he disgusted me, but what I really should have done is had the DJ play some lo-fi music, and then I just poorly reviewed him. <laughs> uh, let's see, I um. Sometimes I feel bad uh, for people who are privileged. I feel bad that like we'll stuff like we like stuff their privilege down their throat, you know. But then I remember they're privileged, right? And sure, we might say some mean things, but they're reading those mean things on a boat in France, <laughs> you know. And sticks and stones might hurt your bones, but words can't be heard over the sound of a cash machine. <laughs> okay, shitty joke. All right, I, uh, let's see. I feel like the sticks and stones guy was asking for it. <laughs> you know? Right, he was like, hey guys, this words thing, not cutting it. You might want to try physical assault. <laughs> you know what words probably hurt him? Hey, grab the stones. <laughs> okay, let's see. I, um... Do one more here. I uh, I hate the fact that in Hollywood they'll cast minorities in the name of representation and then misrepresent those minorities by making them play out stereotypes. Yeah, this guy, <laughs> right? Like they like they 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 recently recasted um, the lead of Star Trek as a black woman. And I'm not excited for the moment when one of her crewmen's like, hey, we're under attack. And then the writers make her go, not today. <laughs> Did them with the lasers. <laughs> All right, that's my time, guys. Peace out. Jason King, everyone. Yeah. Uh, we have a rock block of new comics coming up right now. Clap your hands together for Abraham. Yay. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, even to the people listening in the radio. Hello. Thank you for uh, thank you for listening. So hi. Uh, are you guys excited for the weekend? <laughs> Yeah, I am. So yeah, tomorrow and uh, on Sunday, all I will be doing is like Netflix, my homework, and yeah, my errands. So I'm definitely excited. So uh, my, <laughs> I mean, not you can you can go skiing on every weekend. We're not that, that rich. <laughs> so um, yeah. So hello everyone. My name is Abiram, and I'm a computer science student at San Francisco State University. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if, uh, so I'm not smart or intelligent by doing computer science. I just hate myself, and I heard that like you can make money by hating yourself. <laughs> and so yeah, I signed up. So um, on Wednesday, uh, late at night, I was working on my programming assignment. Uh, I, got, I, I, I fell asleep, and all of a sudden, I had a eureka moment. I woke up, I ran to my computer, and I did the uh, code. And guess what? It failed. <laughs> 
So, and I hated myself, not because my program didn't work, because as a 21-year-old guy, I'm dreaming about my homework instead of like big cars, big money, fancy cars, and Salma Hayek. <laughs> what? what? I mean, like, I might be young, but I still like Salma Hayek, so sue me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, since I'll, I will be like pursuing a career in that field, I will be like, pro if you think that I'll be programming and like writing code, you're entirely wrong. I only do that for like 10% of my time. And the remaining time, all I'll be doing is just like finding a way to make the thing actually running. Like I don't know what I wrote, I sh it should be running. And there's this website called Stack Overflow that we all use. So it has like the solutions or anything. So have you, uh, the school says about plagiarism, but fuck that because like, almost everyone, including the instructors themselves, use that website. And the, the strange thing is that even after using the website, we still find a way to get an error. Like, like what kind of like uh, uh, privilege for is it for being smart and doing computer science? <laughs> And one of the uh, things about my uh, language I, I do is Python. Python is just like a snake. If I if I made that connection like three years ago, I should I would have like left programming right away because like snake, it just like you know it's like really small, but all of a sudden it just like rises up and hisses you. <laughs> Same thing with like the language itself. It's easy, but the next second you you have like tens of er uh, thousands of errors. And the strange part is that like, I became the devil. And I became the, the monster or the villain that lived long enough because now I'm teaching the same thing to like 10 year olds. <laughs> the parents are like shoving that thing uh, down the children's way and I'm making that and I'm getting paid for that. So I don't know, it, it is definitely a cult. There's no fun, but you make more money as a fall, uh, leader. <laughs> so um, other than that, last week uh, my friend took me to a party. Uh, it was fun, but it was like crowded and I don't do weed or anything like that. So I, I couldn't breathe. But I still managed to talk with uh, some girls. I think like two other comedians before me talked about astrology. I'm on the same boat because like uh, I met this like really beautiful uh, girl there. She's like, "Hey, what's your zodiac sign?" Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm a Le uh, Oct I'm in October. Oh, then you must be a Libra. You must be outgoing and balanced. And yo, uh, my my zodiac sign is this. We must be siblings. We must be sister zodiac signs. I was like, what the fuck? Because one, I'm definitely outgoing. And two, I'm definitely balanced. I even submit my homework on time. Uh, just kidding, no, I'm late. <laughs> and three, what the fuck is a sister, sister zodiac signs? Like, I want to flirt with her, but she, when she dropped the S word, I, don't, I, I can't continue this. But it doesn't make a difference because I can't get her number either way. It's just gonna be a missing shot, so, and the grapes are all, uh, sour for me. That being said, thank you very much for Mutiny Radio for hosting this, and have a great weekend. Abraham, everyone, it's first time you're in comedy. Well, we are an all-ages place, and your next comedian divulged that he is under 21, but he looks like he's over 35. That is a strange dichotomy. Clap your hands together for Michael. Okay, um, I actually wrote everything down, so I'm just going to be reading off of a piece of paper. Um, in preparation for my first open mic night, I watched a lot of other people's open mic performances on the internet. Uh, and a lot of them were telling the sort of jokes that we've all kind of heard before in one form or another. Uh, here's one for example. You do a backflip once, they don't call you a gymnast. 
you cook one fine meal, they don't call you a chef, but you act creepy around women just one time and you're a stand-up comedian forever. <laughs> now, don't get the wrong message here. I am talking, of course, about other would-be comedians. This doesn't apply to me. I am not creepy around women. <laughs> I am awkward around women, just to be clear. Uh, there's another joke that goes something like, um, does anybody here have a bucket list? Well, I have a fuck it list, and on that list, there are four things. A midget, a horse, a monkey, and all three at once. But do you know what's really on that man's fuck it list? A woman. That's it. Why else do you think he's doing stand-up com... Hey, now, don't get the wrong message here. I'm talking about other comedians. I get a number of women, okay? Maybe that number is zero, but still. My fuck it list is full of exotic animals, okay? I am nothing like these people. And then uh, every open mic, there will always be those guys who uh, get up on stage and just kind of enload on the audience all the ways that they suck and are losers. <laughs> As if we don't know you're still a virgin. As if we don't know you're broke and ugly and have a small dick. How do we know these things? With our eyes. You could have just stood up there and said nothing to the same effect, but maybe with a little more laughter. Also, you're doing stand-up comedy, which is kind of a dead give- Okay. <laughs> Guys, I would never lie to you. So believe me when I say, I am not some of those things. <laughs> I still got some premises here. Uh, a lot of tools have a very phallic shape to them. For example, this microphone, kind of shaped like a dick, right? And rationally, that raises the question, why don't they make microphones shaped like pussies, you know? They made a flashlight shaped like a pussy. That thing sells like crazy. And it doesn't even work, uh, from what I've heard. Uh, at the UPS, you might not know this, but they actually keep track of everything they deliver. And you know what the most common item they deliver is? That's right, you guessed it, boxes. Uh, yeah, that's all I'm gonna do. Michael, everyone, yay! It's first time, it's Michael, yay! All right, everybody, um, I am gonna do a set, so clap for me, yay! Hey everybody, yay! I know, drink coffee, snacks, I've got food if you're dying. I have to bring these kinds of things because I am 25 days sober! Yay! Oh my God, I need your help, I am so high. <laughs> On edibles, that's right. I have an edible complex. 
Even my pee smells like weed. It is. <laughs> I am California sober, friends. Since I am, I am 25 days booze free and my mushroom, thank you. My mushroom intake skyrocketed. <laughs> San Francisco sober. That's what I am right now. It's crazy. I'm understanding. I'm hearing the world in a different way. I walked down 21st Street. A gentleman called me a putacabra. Not a chupacabra, but a putacabra. And I know just enough Spanish to know this is either an incredible compliment or the punchline to a joke, or both. So uh, putacabra in Espanol means goat whore, which is an incredible metal band. I don't know if you know goat whore. Please listen, they're amazing. Uh, or putacabra, maybe he means goat like the greatest of all time whore, right? Uh, uh, uh. Does anyone else speak Spanish? Si, que pasa en tus pantalones? Una fiesta en mis pantalones y todos vienen. Puto cabra, ah, what? See, for the, we don't have to explain it to the rest of them. It doesn't matter, right? It's like it's the new cat calling. I feel like it should be rebranded. Live in the tenderloin. A gentleman walked up to me and he said, "Girl, you've been living a long time to look 22." This is a compliment. This is a well-formed compliment. The idea, the best compliment you can get from someone under 30 right now is you're a real one, which is not a compliment. <laughs> it's just words. Like, it's all, Gen Z is so dumb. Uh, but they, I, they are. And you know what the funny thing is? Like, no one taught them any words or how to describe anything. And you know whose fault that is? My generation. Like, I didn't have kids. And anyway, and now all of you are retarded. Now, don't get on me for that word. I was a special ed teacher for four years. And I earned that word. I made $24,000 for four years in the late 90s so that I earned the word retarded. And that's my word. And I will use it. 27-year-olds are retarded. No, uh, there was a guy... Another gentleman in the Tenderloin, he yelled at me from across the street. Hey, keep living your life and stay healthy. This is cat affirmation? What is this? They are calling from across the street. Yeah. I try not to wear skirts because I get unwanted attention. And a gentleman sauntered up to me and he was like, hey, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? sir that's gross also like why do you want to smell that dude's jizz <laughs> like <laughs> so gross it's on you bro <laughs> ideally it's on me it's not I'm, it's not on me very often i'm lonely um no i know i'm not really a stand-up comedian i'm just doing this for dates like i don't i don't <laughs> i don't do i don't i've never internet did did the stuff i've never had an internet profile that's i have the two things that make me feel like a vegan uh, I mean, like, just better than everyone else, is that I've never seen the movie Titanic and I've never had a dating profile. You can fucking clap for me. I'm a unicorn. I'm a fucking unicorn. I've never seen the movie Titanic. Okay, when you are dating, some people say you should raise the bar and some people say you should lower the bar. And I'm like, meet at the motherfucking bar. Get off the internet, you idiots, you retards. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to bring it back. Because <laughs> I can say that word and I will stand by. I was married to a black guy for 13 years. I cannot even say, can't even touch, can't even, won't even say which letter of the alphabet I was talking about. <laughs> 
right? I don't even, I earned nothing in that relationship. No alimony, palimony, nothing. That was my fault that I didn't take anything. Uh, okay, I didn't. Now it's turned into, I had a dream that Bjork was my therapist and I looked up at her and I was like, Bjork, why is my mom not proud of me? And she looked down and said, might have clouds. And the power bear only steps in the same reverence. Don't let parrots lie to you. Okay, that's a spot on Bjork impression. Are you all too young to know who Bjork is? Okay, thank you for being here tonight, everybody. You're all wonderful. We'll see you next week. Yay, bye. Songs, weak rhymes, it's mad long. Make it brief, son. Half short and twice strong. No doubt you took time searching. Eventually, it was prime urgent for you to examine the rhyme merchant. Lace MCs with styles when they rhyme drunk. On a label hunt until 20 thou out the trunk. Eight diagram sword swinging on my tank force. Rizzo throwing the desk, but then change the bank source. It can't flow. Must be the speech impediment. You got lost off the snare, off impeached the president. Whether in Amsterdam smoking seven grams of green, then you pack a thousand white teens in tight. James, this witty, unpredictable shots critical to I see a podcast. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government. And it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit?
thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. 
You need your bicycle seat fixed. You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff? Talk to Under. Go to SkinOnSkins.com. That's S-K-I-N-O-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. You just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather? Go see Under. Everything is handcrafted and understated quality. Fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs. He also does fixes. Maybe you love that jacket. He'll put the zipper back in. Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check him out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank relies on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, 